podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, brother? Uh, I'm I'm as excited as you are, and and your excitement is is apparent by your uh, weird finger pointing. Uh, uh, getting I guess you're getting pumped up for the show. I don't I don't really know what you're doing, but uh, via Skype, it looks like you're just pointing your finger in my face over and over. I am excited, but I'm also pointing at your fresh new Montreal Expos hat. That's right. right? Yeah. You had a you had an old one that was super smelly, uh, <laughs> and that your wife your wife uh, got you a new one, correct? Yeah, yeah. Before she she left, uh, she got me a, a new Expos hat. I had had the same one for 15 years. I I originally bought the Expos hat in 2005 or maybe four. Uh, to own the libs in DC, who were excited about the Expos coming to DC as the Nationals, um, and I said, "No, I will not enjoy this. In fact, I will ha- I will put this reminder on my head that yes, they, they used to be the Expos." You're also wearing glasses today now, they're, but I, I learned that they're not like reading glasses. They're not for for your eyesight. I mean, they're for your eyes, yeah. but they're not for the sight of your eyes. Yeah, I, I, no, I guess technically they're still for your sight, right? They are. It's for the glare off the computer. And since, as everyone knows, since I'm logged on all day, uh, the glare sometimes gives me uh, headaches. Uh, and so that's what the glasses are for now wearing them in the house is one thing wearing them in public at Starbucks is another where you get I mean people stare they stare and I'm like do I have to explain why I'm wearing these yellow glasses I mean (laughs) are you that interested why why are you staring it's a it's a total dad move though to be wearing those glasses oh yeah no and it's a clear sign that I don't care about like about about anything like if I were a single dude I would never wear these in public ever right Right. But, well, aren't you a single guy, though, because your wife left you? I keep, I forgot. Yes. No, I, I have to adjust to life now. Okay, I need to take these things off. And, and yeah, fly. you do. I, I have to deal with the headaches if, if I, if I want to get another ex-wife. Speaking of, speaking of dad things, uh, I don't know how much you watched uh, of the, the Steelers-Bucks game on Monday night, which my, was that – that was also – like, we've been talking about the Steelers in this, but we talked about them last week and how someone asked us what the percentage chance that number fire had that the Steelers – uh, would make the playoffs, and I said it was thirty six point nine percent. And then your answer back was no, it's one hundred percent because this is <laughs> this is this is how things go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then last night, Monday nights, we record this on Tuesdays. Monday night's game was the most Pittsburgh Steelers game of all time, ever, ever, ever. And, and the whole the whole thing, like how it went, just everything. And now you have now you have uh, the Steelers and Patriots pretending like they're bad when you can just t- you can just t- take both teams put them in the AFC title game tomorrow and be done with it they're not you know i mean th- let's not do this thing where it's like the patriots are dead they're not dead they had one bad game it's it's fine the steelers are going to rattle off a bunch of wins they're going to get into the playoffs and make a run yeah, this it's the same thing every year nothing changes i think the steelers are not going to make the playoffs this year wow that's my it's my my take anyway but so that game uh, if if any of you guys watched it 
then you probably heard Jason Witten in the booth, who, by the way, one of the one of the best moments of the game last night was when they had that camera view behind them, and immediately my eyes fixated on this bright white glare on my television because Jason Witten was wearing dad shoes. Yeah, that was amazing. He was Jason Witten is is the is the poster child for dad runners out there that that I've been forcing you know i have that one picture of jason witten from his uh it was a, a sunday night football game where you know they they do all those like promo shoots and stuff of the players when they're you know in pads but they're not wearing a helmet and there was one of jason witten where he was like crouched down a little bit just a little bit he was like you know his knees were bent a little bit and his arms were out and i photoshopped a lawnmower onto the picture and that's been the picture that, that's that's the dad runners logo for all my fantasy teams and i posted on twitter many times before like Jason Witten is what a dad runner is, and then he's sitting there wearing newbies on Monday Night Football. So good, right? I mean, the 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 brand could not be stronger. Uh, the brand could not be stronger. But uh, but Jason Witten as a, uh, a as a, a, in the booth is one of the worst things that I've ever heard. I, mean, it, I feel bad almost because it sounds like he doesn't want to be there, uh, um, and and it's possible that he that he doesn't. Maybe he just feels obligated, you know, because he got the opportunity because he's a player. Uh, even though there are a thousand better announcers out there, he got the gig. And but he's truly, truly awful. Which which brings us to the question of why people are so upset about two women, Andrea Kramer and Hannah Storm. Uh, who are going to announce Thursday night's game between the Vikings and and, and the Rams? But I look beyond everything else, beyond the sexist aspect of it. How can NFL announcing get worse? What do right. you What do you love about men announcing? What What is it about about a guy like Jason Witten that you love so much that you cannot stand to go away from men and go to women announcers? They can't. They cannot be worse. Right. I mean, we we've heard women announcers before, uh, you know, do, doing doing games. And if you if you just watch Twitter and and you know search search for what Twitter is talking about, the responses are, you know, it's not the women. It's just I can't stand their voices. Uh-oh. And it's it, it's it's this like feeling of like this is the way that that I've always felt comfortable and how I've always watched football. And it's changing in some way. Therefore, I don't like it. I don't like the the frequency in which that's coming out of my television right now. But the problem is that like clearly anyone who's thinking that is not actually listening to the words that are being said in the booth. No, exactly. It's 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 all well. I mean, it, it's all about uh, the the game the game in general as a, a haven for men with that excludes women, right? So so that that's the main uh, uh, barrier to entry, but. The whole thing about the sound of the voice, I'm sorry, but is the sound of Jason Witten's voice uh, music to your, <laughs> to your ears? Is that right. do you find his voice beautiful? I, I don't personally. Right, right, right. It, it's really bizarre. I always I always find it interesting too. Like like you might not like Chris Collinsworth. Do you like Chris Collinsworth? Do you do you care for him? No, I don't. I don't. You don't like Chris Collinsworth. I don't. I don't. I don't love listening. To, no, I, I find his voice uh, irritating. <laughs> okay. You find his voice irritating, which is a totally fair statement. But Chris Collinsworth, to me, from at least like an analyst perspective, is far better than what we got from John Gruden, is far better than what we're getting from Jason Witten right now. Yeah. And so from that perspective, I think that like, like there's this, that, you know, it depends how you're trying, like if, if you, like are people 
like listening and watching or listening to the booth, like the guys in the booth and watching these games and listening for like what soothes their ears or are they, or are they listening for like, like what actually is good commentary? Because I guarantee you that Andrea Kramer and Hannah storm destroy, destroy what ESPN did on Monday night with the guys that they had. And and it's nothing against Booger. It's nothing against Jason Witten. I'm sure they're great dudes, but it's just, you know, they, they, they're not that strong of analysts. No. Well, there's no analyzing. There's just repeating, uh, uh, talking points, uh, from, you know, what cocoon NFL dudes that we've been hearing for 30 years, which is they have to establish the run. They have to, you know, and, and they talk, they, they talk about, this like non evidence based approach to football, like this Jeff Fisher approach to football that, that leaves you wanting, like it leaves fans who, 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 who study it and who read about ways to optimize and maximize, you know, point scoring, say, have to listen to it got people who have no interest in, in talking and, in, in you know indulging in in that statistical approach to the game, but instead just repeating stuff that they hear every Sunday forever and ever. It's it's yeah. it's aggravating. Jason Witten to me, my analogy that I sent to my my high school buddies because we had a we I mean we we just constantly are texting like during Steeler games and stuff. But the the analogy I made is that Jason Witten reminds me of a seventh grader about to give an oral report. Yeah. Right. And, and he, and he does not want to give that report. And he, right. Like most seventh graders, he has no, no urge to stand in front of his class and give that report. You know, he doesn't want to do that. And that, that's really in him speaking there. Like, look, I think he's, he's probably a decent human. Like he's fine, but like his enunciating all of that. It's like he was, it's like he was on a podcast. My favorite thing, uh, who would be on a podcast by the way, but uh, my favorite thing Last night was when he was like, "This is where the Steelers miss Le'Veon Bell, Joe, whatever the guy's yeah. name is." And yeah. then Connor rips off that long run, and then two plays later, he rips off another twelve yarder. And you're like, "Well, here's the thing: running backs don't so, matter." Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so speaking of the the James Connor thing, I I uh, when the Steelers were starting to lose their lead in the fourth quarter, I had multiple people in my mentions say man, it would be great if they had a, a running back right now to close out the game. And it was just poetic that the end of that game, you had a vintage, well, you had the vintage Ben Roethlisberger play, right? Yeah, the, right, right. That, that second down, down yeah, play action. I mean, that was, that was a very, very nice pass. But right after that, James Conner's just like getting nine-yard gain, you know, 10-yard, yeah. like, like it was, right. it was just like quintessential, like you, th- this is the reason, like, forget your narrative stop your narrative that you need this running back to close out games james connor just closed out that game he closed it out it's done everything with announcing is is narrative based every single thing also is 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 that guy booger on some sort of motorized cart or something what what (laughs) what, what, why what is that he's always moving around i don't know where to look and i'm distracted by the fact that it's rumbling and shaking And, it's like a it's like a motion simulator. Yeah, and he's like he's like they need to pop him in the mouth, Joe. And I'm I'm I don't know what's going on. I mean, he seems like a like a, a nice enough dude, but whatever gimmick they have going on there is not working. Yeah, I I just I, I'm not that big of a fan of the Monday Night Crew. I I think that that NBC does a de- a decent job for Sunday Night, except yeah. for the Carrie Underwood intro. My goodness, oh. every time, every time they just. And then a new one this year. Oh, it's and brutal. It, was just, uh, it just gets worse every year. Brutal. Like, come on, guys. Come. On. Although, to be fair, the Monday night intro is just as bad. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, definitely. And and Monday night used to be 
the the uh, old uh, Al Frank and Dan one was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's talk about week three. Yes, I I talk. tweeted about this uh, week three from a from an analyst standpoint, like not really just like living the stream, but just in general. Like I do the matchups podcast on the late round podcast each week. I I had one of the worst weeks that I've had in a really long time. It was just a, a rough week for me. Um, and it really, you know, from a streaming perspective, not, not the greatest for us. Uh, we got bailed out by Ryan Fitzpatrick as our yeah. top streaming quarterback this, this past week, because, uh, Fitzpatrick scoring, you know, 25 points, very, very solid QB one performance. Um, but you had Blake Bortles who only scored nine. Uh, he was a, a disaster. Um, we had, you know, I did throw out Mitch Trubisky as like a super, super deep play. So he's not someone that I'm that concerned about because I wasn't high on him entering the week. Uh, but he only scored five and a half. He couldn't even throw a touchdown. Mitch Trubisky, guys, I'm I, if the Bears had an average quarterback, they would be a fringe top five team in the league. For sure, yes. If they had Josh McCown, they would be an, an elite team. They would be a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, they're they're really good outside of Mitch Trubisky. And and, and, and yeah, they're stuck they're stuck with him. For fantasy purposes, I think if you don't get some sort of fluky rushing performance out of him, whether it's a lot of yards or a touchdown or both, that he's he's going to crap the bed. Like yeah, and it's it's going to be really interesting. This he's not a streamer for us because there's a lot of good quarterback streamers, but he he wouldn't be anyway. But Trubisky's at home against Tampa Bay this week, which is an unbelievable matchup. Uh, like that's arguably the best that you can find right now in football. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how he performs. So. Quarterback's not great. You either you either did really well with Ryan Fitzpatrick or you were stuck with Blake Bortles and his nine points. Uh, defense, we had Miami. They had a good outing or a pretty good outing. Cleveland had a pretty good outing. Dallas was a big disappointment. Um, I, yeah. I thought that they were in a great spot. Uh, they just couldn't get to Russell Wilson, which is, is sad because that offensive line for Seattle is not very good. Um, so they only scored two points. Um, at tight end, we had Ian Thomas, who scored five. He could have had a bigger game too. He dropped. Um, I think that, he dropped a touchdown, didn't he? Yeah, I, I yeah, I think I think that Ian Thomas, the process was most definitely there for Ian Thomas this past week. Um, OJ Howard had 13 points. He had a good game. Vance McDonald, though, man, mm. I I ne- my 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 pants flew off when that when that touchdown happened. He just he ended he ended Conti's season. Uh, he, yeah, well, his career probably. I mean, <laughs> how can he ever come back? Vance McDonald could have could have torn down a, a brick wall with that stiff arm. Well, after the game, he was talking like like uh, the Russian from Rocky, <laughs> and he was like, "I just wanted to inflict as much pain and force as yeah. possible." And I was like, "Good lord, Vance McDonald, who are you?" So I've got to say, uh, in two of our three weeks now on Living the Stream, we have pinpointed the tight end one of the week because we had Jared oh, Cook oh, in week one. Yeah. And then we advance McDonald here in week three. Right. And don't forget, folks, that, you know, we can't talk about Cook as a streamer anymore, but he's one of these guys who was a streamer, now is not, but you're probably still playing him, right? And, and yeah, you have, I mean, tight end's a dumpster fire. I thought I thought there was a low-key chance that this would be some, somewhat of like a, a resurgence of the tight end position this season. No. It, it, it's, it's, it's horrific. Just, tight end is so bad. You can stream and it doesn't even matter. Like people get upset when they're like, "Oh, I have Trey Burton and Trey Burton scored, you know, 8 PPR points for." 8 PPR points is decent at tight end right now. Take That's it. fine. Take Just it. To, like Ian Thomas scoring 5 points, whatever. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Tight end sucks. <laughs> tight end is horrible. Five it doesn't points. matter. Uh. That's kind of where we're at. So, that was week 3. 
not the best for us. I'd say overall Vance and Ryan Fitzpatrick really saved us on Monday night. Otherwise it would have been a really bad week. Um, I did look at our quarterback numbers so far this year uh, of our, you know, guys that we reckon a main ish plays. So like that includes Bortles this past week. We're at a little over 19 fantasy points. We're at like QB 11, which I'm not that upset about because there's been so many crazy quarterback performances skewing, you know, the higher end, you know, eventually, some of those guys are going to drop and they're not, you know, even a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick, if he continues to start, he's going to eventually drop a little bit. You know, Matt Ryan had a crazy performance and and all of that. So where we're at right now, it's fine. Uh, I think it'll equalize a little bit towards the end of the season. Hopefully we can get back to that QB six, QB seven range. We will. But Denny, let's get to week four. Let's move forward. As Evan Silva says, this is a forward thinking show. (laughs) Give me the number one streaming defense of the week. Or on to Cincinnati. Uh, God, I hate myself for saying that. Yeah, man. Uh, all right, yes. Really, Pat- really, really, really creative there, Denny. Yeah, I'm sorry. God, can you edit that? You probably won't. Um, <laughs> no, I definitely will not. Damn. <laughs> I can't. I'm so tilted. I can't even go on. All right, so the, the Packers defense. Uh, we are not backing down from the Bills. I refuse uh, they're playing the Bills at home. The Packers defense is available in 88% of leagues, although obviously not your league. Um, the uh, So, you know, the Bills before last week, before they uh, pulled off an historic upset, it was the only twice, this is only the second time in history that a team that was an underdog by at least 17 points won by 21 or more. So just keep that in mind how fluky that was. Uh, Josh Allen is still only completing around 55% of his passes, which is, you know, abysmal. And Green Bay is a 10-point home favorite. I, I don't know if we really need to go further th- further than that. I, I There's the scenario, the scenario in which Josh Allen has to drop back and throw it a lot is uh, very much in the range of outcomes. And so even though Green Bay's defense might not be great, I like them at home. Yeah, I mean, I, I do too. I think the other thing to point out just with anyone who's scared of using Green Bay after what happened in Minnesota this past week. Um, oh. The Bills in that game uh, had an average start uh, drive-wise on, on each drive on their own 40. Wow. And the re- the reason for that is because the, the Vikings just kept turning the ball. Every time I was watching Red Zone on Sunday, and every single time I looked at my television, which was constantly, something was happening to Kirk Cousins. Yes. What? Like it's just, just constant. I, I don't, I, I'm like... I'm like kind of just flabbergasted by by how bad the Vikings were in that game. It, I even went back and watched it, and it's just like, how how did this happen? You did? Oh man! I you yeah. know I I mean obviously I was all in on on Latavia season, but also Dan Bailey season. All the seasons were canceled. All, all the seasons were canceled. Uh, the other two defenses, one one in particular, I think Seattle's a good play this week, even though they're on the road. But I think Arizona in that same game could could potentially uh, be in play. Arizona's in the top half in the league in sacks, and we know, especially on the road, that Seattle might struggle on, uh, up front to to uh, to protect Russell Wilson. Um, but Seattle showed signs of life this past week against Dallas. Now Dallas is Dallas is horrific on offense. Yeah, um, oh. they're, they're running their running game is fine. It's funny. Their running game ranks second in the league according to Number Fires metrics, um, but their passing game ranks 32nd, and their overall offense ranks like 28th or 29th. And the reason for that is because passing matters and rushing doesn't. So 
Uh, it's a good running game, Dallas that Dallas has, but the the passing game is just atrocious. Seattle benefited from that for sure. Um, but in this game against Arizona, Arizona's run the fewest plays in football. I understand that Sam Bradford um, is taking off his Halloween costume and he's no longer starting uh, for the Cardinals. But Josh Rosen is still getting his it's his first career start. Um, anytime that you can get that kind of of matchup with a defense that's at least been half decent. Uh, facing a, a rookie quarterback in his first start, you got to do it. Um, yeah. So I, I like Seattle more than Arizona, but this game has like a 38 and a half point over under. They're both teams that that run slow or, or run few, very few plays overall. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think that it's going to, I think that they're both, you know, higher floor options as a result of that. Uh, Seahawks games are so ugly, right? They're just, they are, they're man. Just hideous. They are. It's it's really really obnoxious. There's a great great uh, tweet from from Bed Baldwin today showing a graph of the Seahawks uh, success rate via the air and and via the ground uh, year by year. And it was something along the lines of like the Seahawks running game is going to be so much better this year because Chris Carson's healthy and they drafted Rashad Penny in the first round. And there's just a dip in their success <laughs> rate for the, for for their running game. I mean it's it's true. It's just it's crazy. Uh, that the Seahawks are running the offense the way that they are, and and they're they 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 have so much confirmation bias after last week. Oh. You know, they 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 feed Chris Carson thirty two times or whatever he saw. He is three point two yards per carry. His success rate was like forty percent. It wasn't terrible, but like the confirmation bias is yeah. gonna is got it. They were in the locker room afterwards. Brian Schottenheimer's got to be walking up to Pete Carroll and just being like, "I told you, yeah. I told you, you can run the football to win." Right. We're gonna run it fifty times next week, no matter what. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Good, good luck. Yeah. Anyway, quarterback this week, Denny, is amazing. It's 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 one of the best quarterback streaming weeks, I, I would say, that we've had in a really long time. Yes, there are lots. Do you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. Start with the guy that, that everyone knows that we're going to be talking about. Yes, you know. You know. Baker Mayfield. Uh, at, so I was really hoping the Browns would come out on Monday and be like, we're sticking with Tyrod. Yeah, uh, I mean, so. That's, that's a whole different thing. Uh but uh, so uh, Mayfield is at Oakland. Uh, he's available in 93% of leagues. I guess congratulations to the 7% of people who, for some reason, had him rostered. Um, but uh, so in his uh, in the second half, uh, which he played against the Jets, he went 17 for 23 for 201 yards, um, which is not is not horrendous. Uh, Oakland gives up 20.7 schedule adjusted fantasy points to quarterbacks, which is the ninth most after three weeks. Um, and, uh, even though they, they, they stopped case Keenum pretty much, uh, when, when we recommended him, uh, Tannehill and golf both ripped the, the Raiders. Um, they're giving up a bunch of, a bunch of t- a big plays a 14.1 yards per completion, which is the second most in the league. Uh, and the total for this game for this Oakland Cleveland game is not what we might describe as hateful, uh, at 45. So, um, I, I, it's, I would say that Mayfield has a, a, a really solid floor. I don't, I can't really speak to his ceiling yet, but I, I like the floor. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Baker truther. So I'm really excited for, for what he can do. I think Jarvis Landry is going to destroy, uh, this week and moving forward. So yeah. love the Baker call. Uh, another quarterback that I like this week and a lot moving forward and, Part of the reason I want to bring him up is not only because you can play him this week, but I want to talk about his, his upcoming schedule. Um, if you guys consumed 15 transactions today, or if you will this week, then you already know that I like Andy Dalton. 
Yeah. Um, he's facing a, a banged up Falcons defense. There's a high over under in the game. It doesn't sound like AJ Green's injury is all that serious. And Andy Dalton himself hasn't been that bad. Uh, he has multiple touchdowns in each game this year. He has multiple touchdowns in 12 of 17 games since Bill Lazor has been offensive coordinator for the Bengals. Um, so, you know, that that's all obviously a positive. So I think Dalton's absolutely fine in this game against Atlanta. But moving forward, they're going to face Miami at home. So they're going to be in Cincinnati for that game, which is big. because. So I, I tweeted that Miami – I tweeted this schedule, by the way. And the first team was Miami on this list. And Dolphins fans just came at me so hard because I was talking about the Dolphins like in in uh, comparison to, to to other matchups as them being an easy matchup. Mm-hmm. And while I do think that there are good pieces in that Dolphins secondary, you know, you have Xavier Howard, you have you have other you have you have good pieces in that secondary. Um, but they've also faced uh, the Jets the Titans and the Raiders to start the season. So let's not pretend that they've been seriously tested this year. Right. Um, so I, you know, I, I think Miami is still fine to play Andy Dalton when he's in Cincinnati. Then he'll be in Cincinnati again to face Pittsburgh. And then he'll be on the road in Kansas city. And then he gets Tampa Bay at home oh, and then he gets new. And then he gets new Orleans at home. This is shaping it. This is going to be another Dalton top five season after a disappointing season yeah I mean, look look Andy Dalton you guys over the next what is this uh five weeks yeah he could over the, like he could be a fringe top five quarterback over the next five weeks just given these matchups Definitely. so I think that you should add Andy Dalton you might not have to worry about streaming for a little bit because he's a good play this week mm-hmm. and beyond uh and the best part about the Atlanta matchup is you know they're not going to sign Eric Reed to uh you know to own the libs uh yeah. so that that secondary is still going to be banged up and terrible uh, so, Denny, before you get into your other quarterback streamers, because we have we have we have yeah uh, a lot today, a lot of quarterback streamers. But there's two that I you know there's one guy that I like more than Denny, and yeah. then vice versa. So I'm just going to talk about one guy real quick before we get into that. I'll just mention Joe Flacco, uh, who's facing Pittsburgh. Uh, he's currently Joe Flacco is currently third in the NFL in air yards, and he ranks in the top ten in average depth of target. He's facing the Steelers, who are bad. They have a bad secondary. They've allowed the most deep ball plays in the league to start the year. So you match up Joe Flacco, who's throwing a deep, heaving a deep consistently against a team that can't stop the big play. Um, that's that's a great matchup. There's The game itself has a 51-point over-under. Mm. John Brown, the, the Joe Flacco to John Brown stack is going to be very popular in that single, you know, that showdown slate. Absolutely. Wow. Yes, I love that. Um so the final two. All right. Denny yeah. likes this guy, uh-huh. and I like the guy that I'm going to talk about. So go go at it, Denny. Yeah. So dad and dad are going to fight for a minute here. Uh, so t- I like Tannehill. I- I'll say it again. Tannehill. I like Tannehill at New England. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. but the pa- Okay, so the Patriots are seven-point home favorites. I get that. I get that. And I also get that Tannehill's splits uh, in Adam Gase's system are not – what you might call great okay there's a there's about a five point gap between wins wins and losses uh for Tannehill. he's very much a, a a front runner but uh new england allows the seventh most adjusted points uh, schedule adjusted points to quarterbacks and i was encouraged and also a little bit surprised to see on the um uh the the glsp app on uh on rotoviz that Tannehill has a top eight uh, ceiling this week. So 
uh, while his while his median projection is is not in that range, uh, he does he does seem to have a ceiling according to the app, and I, I really do uh, find a lot of use uh, in that app. So, I um, that was kind of what it was based on, uh, and also Tannehill has has put up numbers against the Patriots um, in comeback mode in recent seasons. I think we actually had one of those games where we recommended him and they they got down by like 21 right off the bat. And then he went, he went ballistic. So I I would not play him over Mayfield. I wouldn't play him over. uh, Who's the other guy? Dalton Flacco. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Dalton and Flacco for sure over Tannehill. But uh, I, I uh, on a, you know, uh, if for some reason those guys are already taken, all those guys, because it's in your league, then I, I I don't mind Tannehill. So the guy that I like more than Tannehill that Denny just despises because he hates him is is Eli Manning. I'm scared. Uh, I'm scared. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Eli Manning has a low floor. Um, but I think, you know, with Eli each week, you kind of worry about pressure like we saw against Dallas. Uh, but the Saints are fourth worst in QB hits to start the year. They've allowed the most fantasy points to quarterbacks to start the year. Now, to be fair, they gave up a lot to Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then they gave up to a lot to Matt Ryan. But even still, they've been bad in the secondary. They actually have number fires, uh, lowest-ranked schedule-adjusted secondary in the league. The game itself has a 50-point over-under. I mean, the, the Vegas likes this game, or at least people are going to be betting on this game with a 50-point over-under. It's at home. It's in New York. And the Giants are only three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Yeah. So I think... All of that combined, I think it's an OBJ week. Uh, I, I think that, that that offense can move the ball against the Saints defense. The Saints defense has looked pretty bad in comparison to where we thought they would be uh, this season. So I would go with Eli over Tannehill, and it's it's the big fight of 2018 that we've, uh, we've just gone through here. Yeah, I, I mean, the process makes total sense. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm all about the process. <laughs> I'm also about... Eli being just terrifyingly bad most most weeks, right? I, I I don't know. I I uh it just it just scares me off of him. And the funny thing is is I feel like I've been an Eli advocate on this show for years yeah. and now I'm backing down. So Yeah. What if I told you that Ryan Tannehill was bad? Yeah, oh uh, yeah. Well, I I would believe you. <laughs> yeah. All right, Denny, uh we have two tight end streamers. Talk about yours. Ben Watson, he's in that game, uh, that high over-under game uh, at New York. He's available in 70% of leagues. Um, the Saints are three-and-a-half-point favorites here. Oh, 50-point <laughs> I should just stop reading from my notes here. Uh, so I looked at, at games in which the, the Saints have won uh, o- over the past seven seasons, and in those games, Breeze has averaged 2.65 touchdowns per game and 320 yards per game. So uh, there's a lot of production, you know, air production to be had uh, in those games. And Watson has four, five, and six targets respectively over his first three games of 2018. Um, you may have noticed that the Giants were gouged last week by Houston tight ends. They gave up five catches for 115 yards to the Texans tight ends. Uh, and uh, the, the the rest of the tight end production against them is paltry, but I think that there's a reason. So in week one, they played the Jaguars, and and uh, people always make fun of the way I say Jaguars. I still don't understand. But uh, ASJ had a touchdown called back in that game. Otherwise, he had 5.5 fantasy points. And 
Uh, Dallas tight end scored exactly zero against the Giants, which makes sense since they don't really use a tight end. And also that offense is just an abomination. It's an affront to football. So uh, I I wouldn't read too much into the fact that overall the Giants are not giving up a lot of production to tight ends. Um, uh, and I wanted to mention also that uh, only six tight ends have more red zone targets than Ben Watson so far this year. So I, I sort of, I sort of love him. Yeah. I don't mind Ben Watson at all this week either. Uh, the guy that I want to talk about is Austin Hooper. Um, there's a lot of tight ends who are kind of in that 10 to 15% target share range. And that's where Austin Hooper is. Um, he's somehow, he's somehow currently a high end tight end too, because that's, that's the landscape that we have at this point. Mm. Um, but he's got an interesting matchup against the Bengals in 2017. Only four teams had uh, surrendered more receptions to the tight end position than Cincinnati did. That's continued into this season. Uh, the Bengals currently sit in third in tight end receptions allowed. Um, so Hooper's in a game with one of the highest over-unders in the week. Uh, I, I think he's a strong streaming play, um, especially considering that he's tied for second among all tight ends in targets from within the opponent's 10-yard line this year. So oh. I, I think Hooper can find the end zone, uh, and then I think he'll have somewhat of a floor just given how Cincinnati's handled the tight end position over the last you know year and year and change really yeah it's definitely it's not a short-term trend like this is this is a yeah. thing yeah all right so to recap we have benjamin watson austin hooper uh we have eli manning and ryan Tannehill as the low low end uh streamers which most weeks they'd be normal streamers i think yeah um you joe flacco uh andy dalton baker mayfield and then on defense you have green bay and seattle and maybe arizona as well just because that game's gonna look so so horrendous all right denny time for the Twitter questions. This first one said is from at Debo two one two. The Flyers unveiled their new mascot, Gritty. What would be LTS's mascot of the future? Have you did you see that mascot by the way? Yeah, it, it looks like Animal from uh, Sesame Street or uh, the Muppets. I mean, I'm gonna be memeing that thing all the time. Yeah. Um, what? What? It's what? Bad, though. So what? What would, what, our... what, would the, what would the? Yeah. What would the LTS logo be? But you you love that it's bad because you hate the Flyers. Oh, I love that it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like it would just be Jason Witten wearing a pair of New Balances and nothing See, else. I think that's good. I I think what it has to be though is uh Derek Carrier with the haircut. <laughs> but James Conner's haircut is very. Uh, what is what is James Conner doing with that haircut? It's I, it looks like one of those rookie hazing haircuts that he never you know addressed. Right, right. They said that he was going to Antonio Brown's barber, which makes total sense because Antonio Brown has had just horrific haircuts as well. Man, that the square on top of the head was look. People who can do that and and have no shame oh, and yeah. can do it confidently, yeah. my God, they are amazing human beings for being able to do that. No. If I I go to, I go to great clips and they like screw up a little piece of hair and I come home and I'm like frightened to go out in public. Yeah, no, I mean you have to have supreme confidence. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. This next question is from at twenty one Chooch Street. Is George Kittle worth holding? Unrelated is OJ Howard trending towards being an every week starter. Um, the, the, the latter is interesting. I, I haven't really dug into, to, to Brayton and Howard after this past week. Um, but I think a lot of guys are trending towards every week starters cause it doesn't take a lot right now. That's, that's, ex- I was going to say, uh, uh, yes. And that might not matter, but, um, yeah. Uh, what about George Kittle? Where, where no. are you at with, with CJ, CJ beat hard coming in? I 
think all your Niners are dead. <laughs> and like, except for the running backs who might get a lot of uh, targets from Beathard, like you mentioned. Uh, uh, and uh, but no, I don't think that Kittle is going to be of much use going forward. Yeah, it sucks. I, I had a lot of Kittle. Uh, he was one of my favorite late round tight yeah. end targets. But um, yeah, I mean, the the CJ Beathard splits through the air with with Carlos Hyde, or I guess Carlos Hyde splits with CJ Beathard. Carlos Hyde averaged 8.3 targets per game with Beathard and 3.8 without him. I mean, right. that's that's like insane. That's that's something that you got to look at and be like, wow, maybe CJ Beathard just dumps the ball off. So Matt Breida and Kyle Juszczyk should should still be okay enough. But yeah, like Marquise Goodwin, which by the way, guys, we didn't, we never talked about this, but before the season started in the LTS league, which I'm doing pretty, what's your record in that league? Two and one. Okay. I'm two and one also. So in the LTS league, I went pretty running back heavy. If you guys listened to that podcast, that S show of a podcast. And then Denny went pretty wide receiver heavy. So at the beginning of the season, we decided to swap Marquise Goodwin and Tevin Coleman, which Looking back, I mean that was a really good trade. It was it made sense for both of us, yada yada yada. Well, Devontae Freeman goes down, so all of a sudden Denny has a an R, like RB one usage from his running back, and then Marquise Goodwin gets hurt, and then he loses his quarterback. So that's cool. And I needed that. I needed that Tevin thing because because I I took Le'Veon Bell with the second overall pick, and yeah. I and I don't have Connor because I'm dumb. And, uh, um, yeah, but, and, and I actually hated the trade when I, when I, when we made the trade, I thought, oh my God, what have I done? Goodwin's going to just go ballistic. He's going to get like 190 targets and this and that. Um, but I'm, fe- I'm feeling okay about it, believe it or not. Yeah. It's amazing that you would feel good about it now. Uh, this next <laughs> one's from at private Pookie in Joku Vance or Viva Lestream. Uh, I love David and Joku, man. I, I think that he's, he's about to turn things around. He's, He's a uh, top five in the league in routes run. It's just that he hasn't been seeing as many as much volume. But with Baker Mayfield, you have to assume that that he's going to start seeing more looks. I think you should upgrade pretty much every pass catcher in that offense. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I, I think I think all you have Antonio Callaway, who's really interesting. He had a ton of air yards last week. He had yeah. ten targets too. Jarvis Landry is seeing. He, Jarvis Landry is the largest uh, target share in the league right now. So, so it's. I have a theory. He's in shape. I have a theory that. Tyrod lost his job on that deep ball that that, that came up short. Uh, oh yeah, that, that to Callaway. I mean, Callaway was open by ten yards. Yeah, it was bad. And Tyrod just threw. I mean, maybe the wind caught it. I know it was windy, but one of the worst deep balls you you you'll ever see. I and at that point, you just knew the crowd was going to turn on him. Totally. This next one's from at underscore Jake Miles 84 underscore. Denny, would you rather listen to JJ try to read Twitter handles, low-key my fave part of the pod, or Jason Witten try to say Juju Smith-Schuster over and over? <laughs> and, then, and then he said, then he said my favorite version was Shoo-Shoo's sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no he... he it's possible maybe he's never heard uh, of Juju Smith-Schuster before last night. I don't know. Or before he started, you know, preparing for the game. But he could not say it. And and I would I would advise announcers to just, just say Juju or Smith-Schuster. You don't – maybe you don't string it all together if it's that yeah. difficult for you. But, yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll listen to JJ read Twitter handles all day. That, that, that other option is, is hellish. So I, I had this thought last night. So Juju Smith-Schuster, I think, is my favorite player in the NFL. Uh, other than sure. other than maybe other than maybe Babytron. He seems but, yeah. He seems like but a Juju, decent. Yeah, he's 
Yeah, like he's like a very like just like I love what he does on social media. I love how he, he engages with people and and all of that. But it's also really strange to me that this guy who's like, you know, he doesn't drink openly, talks about that. You know, like he he's this gamer and he's like the things that he does off the field. He's this like gentle person, it seems like. And then you see him on the he's he's as vicious as he is Heinz Ward. Like he's the same wide receiver as Heinz Ward. I don't know, it's, man. Well, I mean, sorry, I, maybe not as dirty as Heinz Ward. Yeah, but I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying the physical component of how Juju Smith-Schuster plays is incredibly similar to how oh. Heinz Ward plays. They can line up all over the field. Yeah. I mean, that that is his comp is Heinz Ward, and it's so interesting to me that you have someone who's as like I said, he's like gentle off the field, right? And then once he puts his pads on, he's like this completely different person. It, it is. It's to regular humans, it's hard to imagine that on and off switch. That 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 right. happens with 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 a person who seems so laid back and so relatable off the field, and then they step on the field and they become like a monster. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and and I agree. I mean, he just he he does seem vicious on the field. He he got kicked in the head last night. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see <laughs> that. Some did. Guy. But do you remember remember last year the hit that he had? Oh. Um. Oh, was it on Perfect? Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And and like oh. that that's that that's I'm telling you like he he is and even. There's a there's a famous picture of Heinz Ward standing over a Cincinnati Bengal, okay, and he's just this is before like they cared about what happened to, to football players' heads, and Heinz Ward standing. I don't think it was Keith Rivers when he broke the, his jaw, but it's Heinz Ward standing over the Cincinnati Bengal. It's his vintage picture. Juju Smith Schuster did the exact same thing last year, and it was like this the juxtaposition seeing yeah. those two next to each other was just like wow, this is he is Heinz Ward. That's part of what where the where the feeling comes from too. So I hate I hate to see guys get just totally laid out and injured, but if it has to be somebody, I'm fine with perfect. I like Oh I, yeah, I, yeah. Like that was cathartic. I was like, "Hell yes." Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Uh yeah, Pittsburgh was that that's that's the that is the night that Pittsburgh uh fell in love with Juju Smith-Schuster because it was also the night that Ryan Chazier had his injury, oh. that horrific injury happened. That that was an awful. I remember after that game like I just felt like a bad human being. Yeah. Well, you you had the bad thoughts. Yeah. It was it was it was awful. Uh, this next question is from at Jeb. Talk to me. What would the third event be in the Dad Triathlon after standing while eating and running with the garbage can to catch the truck? <laughs> the standing while eating thing is just so on point. Oh man. Yeah. No. I seriously. I still. I even when I can sit, I don't. I just stand up and eat. Are you doing yeah. that? Are you doing that now? I, I am. I, I am. It, it's it's part. And I'm 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 eating with with one hand now a lot too, with baby in the other hand, and just kind of rocking her while I'm eating. Like we we've dropped so many foods on her like on her swaddle and on her clothes. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's insane. Her expensive ass swaddle. Uh, yes. I uh, the 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 third event. The third event could be. Um, uh, the tying of shoes, you know, because you have to do it, it, you know, you would have to do it as, as speedily as possible. And let me tell you, tying shoes for two kids is a whole new game than than one. And it gets it gets uh, uh, tiring. I'll say that. Yeah, I would say that. I think that in my it, where I'm at in the stage with my child, it's it's in the uh, putting in the car seat and uh just diaper changing really yeah. i mean you just get so quick at it after a while that oh yeah yeah you can you can time that and just see how fast you can wipe and put it on you're like jim from the office you can you can put a diaper anything yeah exactly uh this next question is from at 
fantasy underscore TDs, but there's four for the A's. Okay. Uh, keep rolling with the Bears defense this week or ride the streamers. You got to go with the Bears, right, against Fitzpatrick? He's a turnover machine. I I love the Bears defense, yes. Yeah, yeah, you got to. Uh, this next one's from at Jake Ball Breaker. Uh, rather be stiff-armed into oblivion by Vance McDonald once a day <laughs> or be in a torture chamber for a week where run first takes play on loop 24-7. I think I'm going to just get the pain over with and just, and just get stiff arm by, by the Russian from Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Although this one does say once per day, which is really intense, but the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> you have like, it's like a, like, you're just like, like dreading that moment yeah. and you have to like either get it out of the way or it's like going to the gym, right? You're just like, like, can I just do it in the morning or do I have to wait until after work? Yeah. But, but you're doing it with a Vance McDonald stiff arm. Oh God. Maybe, I don't know. Oh, maybe the, the physical component of that, I think maybe will dissuade me and make me choose the horrible running back takes. Oh. Yeah. I think the running back takes might have to be it. Cause we also, Oh, it's, it's a torture chamber for a week. So I'm a, let's assume that the Vance McDonald stiff arm is also for a week because right now it just says once a day. <laughs> if I'm getting stiff armed by Vance McDonald until I'm I'm no longer on this earth, yeah. then, then no, I don't I don't want that to happen. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. I'll take I'll take the the chamber with the with the terrible running back takes. I'll, I'll... yeah. I I think I would too. Yeah. Uh, this next one's from at Troy likes stuff. If you are streaming some combo of quarterback, tight end, defense, do you always drop? that position if picking up options at wide receiver or running back for example i always drop whatever defense i had the previous week and then add a running back or wide receiver and go without a defense until closer to game time we all do this right uh i mean i guess i guess i mean it's it it it, it depends on on your on your league and and how active people are at streaming defenses i mean every league that i'm in people are constantly getting defenses off the waiver wire so i have to be a little bit proactive and i can't just wait around yeah exactly i mean if you're in a 10 teamer where everybody's sticking or close to everybody's sticking with the same defense week in and week out then i think i think that that's viable but uh i you know i don't know i I don't know if that's the best process if you're in like a 12 or definitely like a 14 team league where, you know, getting a decent defense off the wire is is a priority. This next question is from at somewhat feral. What would be the center square on a living the stream bingo game? Some options tilting. JJ talks about hockey. Alex Smith. Then he says, wow, after JJ gives a detailed analytic argument about something. I think I think Denny's I think Denny's look it would be a good one. Look it, look it. Yeah, that's your that's your. Uh, you should trademark that. Yeah, look it, look it. Wow, wow. First of all, uh, <laughs> I didn't know I, I did that. I didn't know I ac- did. Mine would be mine would be like according to number fire metrics or something like that. Uh, mine just might be uh like like muttering and stuttering through through an answer. Uh, but we should I, we I, should make a bingo card though and. And have that would be actually pretty hilarious that people fill it out as the season goes on until they they finally get one. Right, uh, over under would be one. <laughs> um, over, over under. Uh, you could one. you could do a lot worse. You could do a lot worse. Is it? That's the that's yeah. the center one. That's the center. That's perfect. <laughs> Next one's from at Tyler Strong ninety five. Need the living the stream take on washing the dishes immediately after dinner or letting them sit overnight. This made me think of Jim from the office again. I, Jim, you know, being my fictional best friend, uh, he so it, he, there's an episode where he's living with Daryl, 
and he oh yeah right he I says he says he soaks the dishes i gotta let them soak and he just lets them sit there in the uh in the sink with for days but he's letting them soak so that <laughs> so there is a happy medium between letting them soak and doing them a little after dinner or perhaps even in the morning i am not a proponent of doing all the dishes right after dinner i would like to chill out see i have a little bit of anxiety though when i chill out and like stuff isn't done around me. And so I, I think it depends though on the type of food that you eat that night. Okay. Like, like if you have something that's definitely sticking to the plate, like, yeah. like if you had, if you had tacos where like oh. everything is, is, is consumed within a shell and you know, the plate isn't that then sure. Just leave the plate in the sink. But if you had like just something, I, I can't think of anything like a sticky food that just like would stick to the plate, but like pasta, if you ha- yeah, like something that's pasta related with just like a lot of sauce and like a lot of different things on it, then that's when I would yeah. probably at least clean it off so it's not smelling when I wake up the next morning. The other thing too is that like my living room and my kitchen, it's just one giant room in my house. And so like the smell then oh. can get there pretty yeah. easily. Okay. Well, yeah, in that case, I guess I, I, I would be okay with doing the dishes right after. Uh, I will say that this is a point of contention with my estranged wife. So Okay, so we, we should move on. Uh, this next question is from at Eddie underscore straight. We all saw the little giants beat the Cowboys in 1993, but can the little giants beat the 2018 Cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they establish the run, then yes. Yeah. I mean, will they have, will they have ice box? It, it's that's, that's the real question. <laughs> it really is amazing to see a team so backwards as, as, as the Cowboys. I, I, Evan Silva talks about it all the time on, on Twitter and it's great. I love, I love, the uh, Schadenfreude of, of 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 watching him tweet how horrible the Cowboys are organizationally, you know, and not just yeah. on a team level, but just as a whole organization, and they're going to stay that way forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this next question is from. At, by the way, with the with the Cowboys stuff, like the, the the correlation between teams that are trying to run the football so heavily to how they're performing to start the season is is amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, like or the association, I should say. When the confirmation anyway. bias hits, that's all. I have yeah, to say. it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. I don't even care. Uh, this next one's from at Jetney. Should we stick with Ebron if Doyle is out again? He got a lot of targets. Uh, yeah, he's got a great matchup too. Yes, Houston, Houston's not been very good against the tight end position. Uh, Ebron had, I mean, he ran a ton of routes. Yep. He saw a ton of targets. But Andrew Luck, I mean, is Andrew Luck done? Like, is he is he just? Is he done? They had to bring in what's Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, so, they brought in Jacoby Brissett to throw the Hail Mary at the end of the game. I mean, that that is really has to be concerning to Colts fans. I mean, basically, Andrew Luck has been reduced to Alex Smith light. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least Alex Smith threw it through a deep last week. Right. I mean, Andrew Luck, he is not he is not right. Yeah, and, and like we were talking on Twitter today, you know, T. Y. Hilton, no longer fun. Like, yeah, he's not fun. No, no, he's long- no, no longer fun. Yeah, it's a, he catches a bunch of three yard outs. You know. Yeah, it's awful. This next question is from at Keith Sliff. Can you give me permission to drop Peyton Barber? He's absolute trash, and I am sick of looking at his name on my bench. I will never feel comfortable starting him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I dropped him in a league this week before it, before the Steeler game even started. Yeah, people asked me that on Twitter a few times yesterday, and they said, "Well, I have the following running backs," and then they gave me like three or four starting startable running backs, and I'm like. 
then why you know you in what scenario would you say oh i'm plugging in barber then no the, uh, the right. bucks the bucks running game is just non-existent i don't remember a season where there's such a a a, a stark contrast between uh guys who are seeing you know, uh, all the work in their backfields or a lot of receiving work with a lot of rushing work. And then guys who are just totally 100% game script dependent yeah. who don't see any volume through the air. Right, right. Like, like part one of my sell candidates on 15 transactions this week was Adrian Peterson. It's not that I don't think that Adrian Peterson can't be an RB2 this year. I think that he easily can. The problem is that predicting Adrian Peterson is, is difficult. Everyone was on him against the Colts. And then it was a Chris Thompson game. And then this past week, you're like, eh, should I play him against the Packers? The Packers are good. No, it was an Adrian Peterson day. Yeah. So it's a it's a really, really difficult game. That's why I just don't like owning, you know, an Adrian Peterson type, a Royce Freeman type, the way they've been using Royce Freeman, a Marshawn Lynch to a degree. Those kinds of running backs just scare the living hell out of me. Yeah, I mean, because you know if their team goes down, it is a nightmare from then it's on, a nightmare. There on out. Yeah, it's, it's a nightmare. I, I understand there's not a lot of guys that see all of their work, but – at the same time, there are guys like Buck Allen who see some early down work and then right. they see a lot of, of work through the air. Philip Lindsay. You yeah. know, there there are those types of players that you just feel a little bit more comfortable. That's why I keep saying, like, if you want a Colts running back, just get Naheem Hines. Because he's going to see work through the air at the very least. And what if they just decide to start running him more on, on early downs? So that's kind of my uh, my outlook with this stuff, at least if you're in a PPR form. Yeah, and I will never drop Christine Michael just to answer the haters. <laughs> uh, this next question is from at Chris R. Baines. Did JJ mute me? He never answers my questions on his live Q&As. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Man. I, I feel bad. I feel bad, but uh, I don't think that uh, that means that JJ muted you. No, I, I don't think people understand how rapid fire – the Q and A's are that I do every Sunday. Oh, on Periscope. Well, I do it on I do it on Facebook Live, and then uh, I streamed it through Periscope last week. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Right, right. No, no. That's I'm assuming it. that's I'm assuming that's what this is about. No, I didn't. I didn't mute you. I mean, I, I've muted people on Twitter. I do that all the time because I, I I can't handle yeah. like there was some. By the way, can we can we in a side here? We're gonna go. Okay. We're gonna take right. a little adventure. <clears throat> so last week when the Browns were were on Thursday night when they were playing the Jets. I tweeted a picture of my daughter, okay? Sorry if you can hear the uh, the ice cream truck in the background. There's one going around the neighborhood. I'll dare you. It's actually funny that there's this. I hope that you guys can hear this background music. But I, now I'm losing my train of thought. Do you hear that? Yeah, yeah. The, the libs are rattled. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, 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 okay. So I tweeted, I tweeted a picture of my daughter, and it was like a what kind of look on her face. It was super funny. And so I said, I just, you know, I just asked Avery what she thought about, or my daughter, what she thought about Tyrod Taylor's performance. And so it was a meme. I'm going to meme my child. I'm sorry. I think it's fun, right? It's just, it's whatever. And so, and I think that people like connect, like every time I post a picture of my kid, people respond with pictures of their kids. Yeah, sure. and, it, and it's, it's great, right? It's a great, like community feeling and it's awesome. Yeah. Well, one guy responded and he was like, he, he, he's told me to stop. He was, he was rude. And he says that he doesn't understand why so many people are so concerned with giving their children some sort of electronic footprint in today's world. And I told him to go be sad somewhere else. That was, <laughs> that was, that was my response to him. He responded and said, go be a better parent somewhere else. Wow. He's, he, this guy is upset. So I, I look, I'm, I'm very liberal with the mute button. 
uh, sorry to get political. I'm, 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 I'm very, I'm very liberal with the mute button. You're left wing. You're left wing with the mute button. <laughs> I am very left wing with the mute button, but with the block button, I'm, I'm really not. I'm no. not. And unless the only time I block people is when they are legitimately horrible human beings. And that was an instance where I, I was like, you know what? I'm giving you the nah wave because you don't deserve to, to read any of my tweets. No, that's terrible. I, I am I I too am am an extreme right winger when it comes to blocking. I don't <laughs> to, I, to blocking, right? I don't block. I do I do mute. I, I I you know, I mute like Chairman Mao. So uh, anyway, uh, uh, I'm I'm with you, and I'm sorry that someone got really mad about your incredibly cute baby. Thank you, thank you, Denny. But no, I didn't mute you in my Q and A, dude. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a it's a rapid fire thing. It, it's coming at me quickly. It's hard, man. It's like it's it's like looking at the Matrix code. Yeah. Oh, it's so t- the other thing that's tough is when people troll you and you're reading what's going. Like I'm reading rapid fire. You know, they're like, should I start? This guy or this guy, this guy or this guy, and then they're like, "Why does your poop smell?" Or like they just start like saying it's like this like really horrific thing, and I just start to read it, and then everyone's like, "Ah, oh, I got you!" Like, <laughs> right, right. It's like, come on, dude. Right. Like, yeah. Be, be like, uh, yeah. Be like, uh, 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 I'm taking Geo in a in a PPR. Uh, next one. Uh, why is your mom so hot? Oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It happens all the time. Uh, I can't stand it, but. That's that's just kind of how it goes. After those Q and A's, they're like thirty minutes long. My brain is so fried. Oh yeah, I know. I it, it really is like like exercise for for the for the brain. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. All right, next question at Kirk Monster Monster Oral. <laughs> that's not that's definitely not what it is. Okay. Any any, <laughs> any 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 hot takes on Gronkowski, Philip Lindsay, Deshaun Jackson, or any other players that made me shower cry this weekend? Philip Lindsay punched a dude. Yeah, he got he got kicked out of the game. By the way, this is Philip Lindsay week. It is. Oh, it is. Like, he, he's gonna he's gonna go nuts this week. Kansas City has been awful at giving up uh, uh six like their bottom. I think they're second worst in success rate to running backs. Thir- on the ground and third worst through the air. Yeah. Philip Lindsay's gonna see a lot of work in this game as long as they don't like punish him for punching a dude in a pile. Yeah, no, it's Philip Lindsay season for sure. Yeah, uh, but Gronkowski should bounce back. Deshaun Jackson isn't playing like it was so fluky what he was doing the first two weeks of the season. He's not playing that many snaps. Um, like he, he's playing like half of their snaps or less than half of their snaps. Can I say how much I wanted that trade to happen between the Patriots and and, and Lions? Where oh yeah, the, to for Gronk to to retire rather than go play with, with to stoop so low as to play with Matthew Stafford. Give me a break. Give me. I don't know. Break. I don't know why they would want to downgrade the tight end position though. Losing Eric Ebron. And oh, 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 it's it's hot, folks. Where it's it's they're coming in hot on Tuesday Tuesday evening here. Uh, this next question at Stewart underscore Curry on Monday Night Football. Jason Witten advised the player to run quote shoulders over toes. Do you two have any advice for dad running technique? Shoulders over toes. Now, now that seems like you would just tip forward. Is that? <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, shoulders. Does. That's that's that is actually the Jesse James way of running that I was talking about last week. Yeah, yeah. So and and he's always falling down. I don't. And he's, I, and he's always falling down. I, I don't. I don't understand. So this is a, this is terrible advice. This is coming from Jason Witten, who's probably been playing football, organized football for thirty five years. Yeah. And he has a piece of advice that seems like it would just send you toppling over. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Let's not listen to Jason Witten anymore. I think that's what we're mm. uh, we're coming down to here. Uh, we're going to answer one more question. Okay. It says, it's from at Evan underscore Seward. My season-long team sucks. What's the boldest thing that I can do to improve my chance of winning? Well, I mean, I don't know what your team looks like, but maybe trade your most valuable asset for two or maybe three not as valuable ones who Uh, might have potential. I don't know. I'm going to think outside the box. I think that you should hack the commissioner's account, go into the league settings, and just delete the league. But you want to you want to talk bold? That is bold. That is bold. That, that you're you're owning the whole league. You just just own it. Just go do it. That's that's bold. But yeah, if you have a rough start, I mean, you gotta just you gotta trade. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, but and you have to take a chance. Like you can't be really conservative about it. My my, I cannot stand. Sorry to get blue. bad bad trade offers, man. I I am just so I'm so over it. I'm, and I'm also guys. When when you're messaging me and saying should I trade Kareem Hunt for Leonard Fournette? Why? Like what? What? What's the reason? Like what? Like sure. Like I I might like Leonard Fournette a little bit more rest of season, right? But like the whole point of trading is to make both teams better. Yeah. And there's a clear loser in those scenarios. I just I don't. I don't get why people are just, like Rich Rebar called it playing musical chairs. Yeah, well, and and Rich said uh, that pl- some people just like players; they just like certain players, right? And, and they they ignore all, all context around it. They just want that player. Yeah, it's so it's so weird. When you're trading, do not target the player; target the team and fill that team with their needs. Denny, that's gonna do it for the podcast. Let everyone know where they can find you at CD Carter 13 on the Twitter machine. And uh, you can find my kicker column at patreon.com slash living the stream. Become a patron. Yeah, do it. I'm JJ Zacharyson. and you can find me on Twitter at late round QB, all my work over on numberfire.com. As always, I have uh, the late round podcast, three episodes a week. And then also uh, I'm going to have my, my column, the report coming out tomorrow morning. All right. All right, Denny. Let's get some milkshakes. Let's let's have a good week four one time. It's happening. It's going to be good. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.